If you're like me, you've probably questioned the effectiveness and impact your own story can have on other people. We all want to know that our story matters in eternity and here on earth. And maybe you feel like yours is just too boring to tell, or maybe it's a little too exciting. There's too much drama, too much pain, too much regret. Maybe you even think, who on earth would want what I have to offer them? I'm not successful enough or interesting enough or rich enough or spiritual enough or smart enough. Fill in the blank with pretty much any adjective you choose that puts you in a mindset of less than enough. Believe it or not, I've been there, and sometimes I still go there. But what if I told you there's a key to every story that makes it extraordinary? Today, I want to share with you why your story matters. So listen in. Welcome to episode 28 of the Unperfect Podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Sneed, and together we are discovering how to live fully in the tension of the now and the not yet mentioned in 1 John 3, verse 2. So if you're feeling less than perfect today, congrats are in order because it means you're officially human, just in case there was any doubt. And you're also not alone. Hope and probably a little bit of humor are coming up. Well, my daughter used to be a mastermind at spinning a tale. She tended to conjure up these narratives she thought were more interesting than her real story. Um, Sometimes she would claim a famous dad or that she had these adorable little sisters, but she is the only girl in the family. Sometimes she would say she was from a different birth country or just make up a whole new adoption story. Um, I'll never forget meeting with her second grade teacher once and saying, so how is she doing with honesty? And hearing the teacher reply, well, I don't know. Are you Jewish? But I pray she's learning that her story is beautiful simply because it's hers. Simply because she is beautiful because she is, y'all. She is hilarious. She is so strong. And dang, that girl is smart. And just a little warning here. You say one bad word about somebody in her family, and you better sleep with one eye open because she is fiercely loyal to her tribe. That's good news for me. So the Easter that's coming up in a couple of months here in 2024 will mark the 44th anniversary of the day I decided to be a lifelong follower of Jesus. I was eight years old back then, so you're welcome to do the math. I'm not ashamed of my age. I actually usually forget how old I am anyway, so that's not even an issue, which means there's a silver lining for this menopausal memory loss that I'm experiencing. But anyway, for years, I wished I had a more exciting story. This remarkable life change that would just draw others to a similar conversion experience, right? Something that might wow them at the depths from which God had pulled me. But, I mean, a lot hadn't happened in my life up to that point. There weren't huge ginormous changes that you could actually mark. But truth is, I can't remember a time I didn't believe in God or trust in Him with my whole heart. And I have since experienced way more crisis of faith than I wish I had. But through it all, nothing has been more certain to me than God's love for me, His grace in my life, His faithfulness in my life. And this just got me thinking that since my faith came maybe so naturally at a young age, I think I often forget and take for granted the depths from which God actually did pull me. There's no such thing as an ordinary story simply because every life that's been redeemed by our Father is nothing short of extraordinary. 
I read a long time ago in Master Life by Avery Willis that for some of us, salvation comes like a thunderclap, and for others, it's more like a sunrise. And for me, it really did emerge like a sunrise. Um, and I'm realizing now that one path is not necessarily more glorious than another. Like think of a lightning storm or a thunderstorm and just how crazy majestic that is. But then think of a sunrise and how absolutely mind-blowingly beautiful that is. Both of them show off the majesty of God, right? So believing my story was mundane was really more of a sign that I believed the glory of my story probably depended on me. But the only person we know who did anything to save me was Jesus. And what he did was earth shattering. He left his throne in heaven. He came to live within the limits of humanity. God himself. That's extraordinary. He took my sin upon his perfect sinless self. He took the wrath of God in my place. That's extraordinary. He experienced excruciating pain and a shame that I can't even fathom so that I wouldn't have to. That's extraordinary. He rose from the grave, defeating death once and for all, so I could live in victory and I could live with him one day. That's extraordinary. And listen to what he calls us in his word. He calls us forgiven, beloved, co-heirs with Jesus, his workmanship, chosen, his kids, his righteousness, holy, more than conquerors, partakers in the divine nature, living stones, building up his house. And if this one don't beat all, as they say way down south, he calls us his friends. That's extraordinary. So for those of you who may not have whipped out your calculators earlier to get my age, my name has been engraved on his hand for 44 flipping years. 44 years. So many times I take for granted that I have known him almost my entire life. His truth has saved and protected and strengthened me from as early as I can remember. And that salvation is no less a gift to me than his amazing and unfailing love is to anybody who turns to him. Priceless, David calls it in Psalm 36, verse 7. And the crazy part is thinking, I've got to make my story more interesting or appealing. Because the only thing I actually add to the story that he alone is writing in me is my obedience. That's it. Well, I guess you could count the sin that I bring to the table that he had to die to save. But in this story that he's writing right now, the only thing I offer is obedience. Now, I know that some of you listening have gone through more than I could ever imagine just to come to the place where you could trust Jesus with your heart, your past, your future, your very life. And so maybe you're on the other side of the spectrum thinking, he can't use someone like me. My story is a hot mess. But there's no amount of brokenness. He can't turn into something amazing and use it for his glory. There's not a point of no return or a past too ugly to redeem. His followers included former prostitutes, demon-possessed, military zealots, political sellouts, doubters, and others who'd been cast out of social and religious communities. He built his very church on a hot-headed, impulsive guy who denied him in clutch time. 
So I just wanted to encourage you today that no matter where your story lands on this spectrum, whether it came like a sunrise or it somehow broke the sound barrier because it was so brilliant when it came on, it's indeed a powerful story containing the greatest miracle of all. Something dead was brought to life. Yes, something dead was brought to life, y'all. A heart of stone was made into a heart of flesh. And here is the biggest point I want to make for you today. You are the only you in your circle of influence. You're it. You're the only mom of your kids or the only one with the desk to the left of your fellow coworker, or you're the only neighbor who lives to the right of the people in the house next door, or you're the only shopper checking out in the grocery store on aisle five at 2.48 p.m. with the tired grandmother cashier ringing up your purchases or the quirky teenager who's bagging them. Do you see this picture that I'm trying to paint for you here? God doesn't need a fancy story at these moments in these relationships. He just needs redeemed, faithful, little old you. Your story matters because it's the only one being told at that moment in time. How cool is that, y'all? May we never lose our wonder over the grand gesture of that great exchange he made for us at the cross, his life for ours. May the awe of our salvation never subside. And may it propel us to continually share our story of grace with a dying world that doesn't need a specific list of our failures or successes. They just need Jesus. So get out there and be the extraordinary work of God you already are, because your story truly matters. I hope you were encouraged and inspired in your walk with Jesus by this episode of the Unperfect Podcast. And listen, I've got something really special for you today. It's brand new and it's free and y'all know I love free. It's a list of scripture's claims on why your story matters and it includes but isn't limited to the things I mentioned earlier in this episode. So head to the show notes for that link. And if you're a faithful listener of the Unperfect Podcast and haven't left a rating or review, this is my weekly moment of pleading with you to do so. It takes a lot of time and money to get these episodes published, and I'd love for them to reach anyone who could be encouraged by them. And your little old review actually gets it to the ears of more people. So take a second. doesn't have to be long or fancy. I will greatly appreciate it. As always, I'm praying you have a great week as you're living in the now and the not yet of your unperfect life, because even in all the imperfections, your story matters. It truly does. See you next time. Unperfect, a good word for life here in the now and the not yet, mentioned in 1 John 3, 2. When life deals us imperfections, we're often quoted Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for our good, or James 1, 2, that we should count it all joy when we face trials. And while these scriptures are absolutely true, they don't promise lives absent of disappointment or pain. So how do we live in that tension? Well, today I'm offering some help, hope, and healing in Embracing Unperfect, a seven-day dive to fully living the life you've been dealt. You'll receive seven daily emails addressing obstacles that hinder our ability to live fully in the lives we've been given. Each day offers biblical insights, actionable steps, and additional resources for deeper exploration, and also a recording if you want to dive in on the go. Seven days, seven minutes, seven dollars. 
For the cost of a latte, you'll be getting more than a caffeine boost. You'll get a taste of freedom to move from resistance to acceptance, from hiding to authenticity, from comparison to contentment, from control to surrender, from regret to hope, from insignificance to purpose, and from worry to peace. So check out the link to order today and let's dive into embracing unperfect together.